how can your Lutheran school meet the needs of exceptional learners or students with with disabilities or perhaps special needs? They can. Your Lutheran schools can do that. There are resources for Lutheran schools, for parents, for teachers. How do we do that? Well, let's find out more from our friends here on Faith and Family today. Thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin, their great support of Faith and Family. You can find them in our sponsor section. Look for Concordia University, Wisconsin. They're in the sponsor section at kfuo.org. In studio with me today, friends from Lutheran Special Education Ministries. And joining us uh, around the table, a, a number of guests in studio. It's a nice full house today. Marty Morrow, he's Program Advancement Director for Lutheran Special Education Ministries. Marty, welcome. Thank you, Andy. Thanks for uh, making the trip and spending some time with us in the studio. I'm excited to learn about Lutheran Special Education Ministries and your work there as well. Stacy Heft is president and CEO. Stacy, welcome. Yes, thanks for having us. Welcome to uh, welcome to St. Louis too. Yes, thanks. Richard Schumacher is uh, serves in programs and uh, serves as programs and services director. Rich, welcome. Welcome, Andy. Thank you. Glad to have you all in studio today and spend some time learning about Lutheran Special Education Ministries. Stacy, tell us uh, about. Um, Lutheran Special Education and uh, Ministries and your work there. Well, as you said, I'm the president and CEO, and I get to work with all of these great people and more, and some wonderful teachers across the nation who are really working as we speak right now in classrooms across the country with um, these kids that are very important to us. Tell me about your your background and what brought you to Lutheran Special Education Ministries. My background. Well, um, I graduated from Concordia, Wisconsin and uh, with a bachelor's in elementary education and right out of college became a fifth grade teacher in, in a Lutheran school in Michigan and then went on to be a principal in a Lutheran school and um, then eventually... The Lord opened this door for me to be the CEO at Lutheran Special Education Ministries. Uh, it was just over two years ago, and I've been doing it ever since and loving it every day. What was it that you saw in the, the Lutheran school setting as a teacher, as an administrator? What was it that you saw happening there? Uh, describe the education that happens in Lutheran schools today and how they meet the needs of a variety of students. Yeah, the education that's happening in Lutheran schools today is top-notch. It is absolutely excellent. And I think that anyone who has their child in a Lutheran school will vouch for that. Um, But I think that while there is excellent education going on, part of that excellence is wanting to and striving to meet the needs of all the students in classrooms, not just the ones who fit inside the neat and tidy box. And and it really aligns with the mission of our schools and uh, what our goal is for Lutheran schools, and that's to make disciples of all nations. That means all of our students are welcome, and we want to make our Lutheran schools inclusive and not exclusive. So our teachers work really hard to meet the needs of those students on an individual basis, but sometimes that can be really difficult when you've got a full class, and the statistic is that one in at least one in five kids are labeled with a learning disability, a special learning need. And that's just the number that's been identified. So we know that in our Lutheran schools, there are that many, if not more, because our families come to us expecting that special attention Mm -hmm. and the small class sizes. And so the teachers are really um, 
challenge to figure out ways to meet the needs of every one of their students. And and that's really where we come in and try to come alongside of the teachers and the families and the administrators, the whole community surrounding these learners to try to help them and um, meet their needs no matter what they are. Richard, tell me more about your role in uh, as Programs and Services Director. Well, as Programs and Services Director, I get the the great opportunity to be able to work with a team of administrators and teachers around the country. Uh, currently, we're serving in 59 different ministries around the country. Uh, we've got a team of 59 teachers uh, as well, working in after-school programs, resource rooms around the country. And I get to work with those folks, and I get to partner also with our principals, which is really an exciting part of my job, because I get to be the person to kind of help bring some solutions to principals who, again, are seeing these families coming into their schools. And one of the hardest things as a principal, and Stacy and I both as former principals can attest to this, one of the hardest things that principals face is having a family who desperately wants to have their child in a Lutheran school, yes. but are facing obstacles that might make that decision impossible or very difficult. And so our role as a ministry helps to provide resources, knowledge, people who can help make that opportunity possible. And what a great thing to be able to share the love of God, uh, as we teach about him and his world. What what better pairing can we have in schools than to be able to teach both of those things? You, you mentioned you were a school administrator as well. Tell me uh, a little bit about your background, too, and what brought you to Lutheran Special Education Ministries. Well, um, I am a, a lifelong product of Lutheran schools myself. Uh, grew up in Saginaw, Michigan, uh, Holy Cross Lutheran, Valley Lutheran, uh, and a two-time graduate from Concordia Ann Arbor. Um, so I've been in Lutheran schools as a student or as a, a teacher, administrator, all my life. Uh, served for 12 years at St. Matthew Lutheran in Westland, Michigan. Teacher, athletic director, principal. Then went on to work for six years at Concordia Ann Arbor on their School of Education faculty. So worn a lot of hats in ministry before coming to LSEM. But one of the things that I really brought with me into this role was as an administrator, like Stacy as well, I had the opportunity to be in a school that had a special education program through LSCM. So I knew the value of it from that side of Mm -hmm. the ministry as well. So it makes it so much easier for me to be able to go alongside a principal who's got doubts and isn't sure about how that process might work and to be able to just give those answers and say, you know, we can come alongside and really be that partner. I know where you're coming from and I can help you get to where you're looking to get to. Tell me about... uh perhaps a story or an example from wh- uh, how you saw the meeting those special needs in the school, making a difference, mm-hmm. uh, whether it was a student or a family or, or, or maybe a group of students. How did you see that, that those needs being met? How did that make a difference for those students or for those families? Well, one thing that I can say from my, my days as a principal, uh, I really appreciated having Lutheran Special Ed Ministries in my building because again, we had one family in particular, and I, I remember this particular IEP meeting where our public school consultant was in the room and she was going down the, the litany of things that this student needed and all of the different services that this student could have if he were to transfer into the public schools. And I remember as I sat there listening to this this list, I'm, 
I'm looking into the eyes of the mom sitting across the table and just trying to get a read on where is she at? What is, what is she feeling here? Because this was pretty overwhelming. And as I sat there watching her, I then saw my, my special education teacher, Jan Schneider, kind of lean over to that mom after the public school lady was done and re-explained. These are the things that we can do here. And after hearing both sides of that, uh, the mom just kind of sat up in her chair and said to the public school administrator, thank you, appreciate everything you've done, but I want my child here. I want my child to be able to know Jesus, and I want my child to be able to learn about him. And so I thank you for your input, but this is important to me. And from that moment on, I was sold. Because again, the difference that us having that program made, the ability for us to maintain that relationship. And to this day, I still see that student from time to time. I'll bump into him in, in various places. And uh, he's doing well. He's working. Uh, he's got a fiance. He's going to be starting a life here. And uh, it's exciting to know that he's able to do that in part to through the work that we did with him. Uh, and to be able to start his own Christian family is just a, an amazing blessing. And I'm so thankful to have been a part of that. So it, it sounds like sometimes families think that uh, they have to choose between an education where their child will hear about Jesus every day or an education where those special needs are going to be met, those special learning needs are going to be met. And in this case, they were able to stay in a Lutheran school where their child learns about Jesus every day and those needs are being met as well. Absolutely. And if we can help one child one family to be able to have that, then all the work, all the time, uh, all the effort is, is definitely worth it. Yes, for sure. Marty, tell me about your work in uh, as Program Advancement Director at uh, Lutheran Special Education Ministries. So my position is a hybrid position. Uh, I work in programs along with Rich, um, uh, overseeing um, uh, the administrative piece, uh, overseeing our 59 programs across the country. Uh, but in addition to that, uh, I work in advancement, uh, which you might call development or fundraising development. Uh, so I am involved in uh, meeting with donors, uh, grant writing, um, our direct mail appeals, uh, our communications that go out. And I work with a great team that uh, works on all those aspects. What brought you, tell me about your history, what brought you to Lutheran Special Education Ministries? Well, uh, along with Rich, uh, lifelong uh, Missouri Synod Lutheran, also attended Holy Cross Lutheran School, but my version was in Detroit, not Saginaw. <laughs> uh, Detroit Lutheran West, uh, Concordia University Ann Arbor, uh, ultimately graduating Concordia Teachers College in Seward, Nebraska. Um, I had a career, 22-year teaching career in uh, Lutheran schools. And um, at that point, a former principal of mine asked me to consider getting involved in development. And so I asked, uh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when he explained it to me, uh, I said, you know, I, I have no training in this. Uh, I have no background. Uh, why me? He says, uh, well, the most important thing is someone, we need someone who has a passion for what we do, and we see that in you. So I, at that point, I started a career in development in Lutheran schools, worked at uh, Detroit Urban Lutheran School, uh, back to Concordia University, Ann Arbor, and now with Lutheran Special Ed Ministries. 
who could share with me some of the history of Lutheran Special Education Ministries? I'd be happy to do that. Um, we have a, a long, rich history, and it's it's kind of an exciting story to tell. Um, we started out back actually in 1873 um, in Detroit. Uh, Post-Civil War, there was a need for um, children to be taken care of whose parents had um, died as a result of epidemic after the Civil War. And so we started as an orphanage in 1873, and shortly after that, um, the good people, um, the Reverend Dr. Hughley at Historic Trinity in Detroit, uh, made the decision to, um, shortly after that, call um, Pastor Speckhart, who was our first superintendent, when he moved into the area to take that call. Um, he brought two deaf students with him, and they began deaf instruction to these students, and eventually it we became the Lutheran School for the Deaf in Detroit. And I'm I'm always amazed when I tell the story that there were families all over the country who were so dedicated to giving their children uh, an education in a Lutheran school that they would come from all over the country and and leave their children in this residential facility of ours in Detroit just so that they could have that Lutheran education. And I, I just think that that kind of dedication is, is just so amazing. And um, so those students continued um, with the deaf instruction on our campus in Detroit on Nevada Street. And then in 1975, the federal legislation changed everything and, and um, allowed all students, regardless of handicap, to be in regular mainstream classrooms. So at that time, we had some really smart forefathers who made the decision to not just wrap things up and say, hey, it was a good run, but to say, you know, let's look at the needs of our learning community around us. And maybe it's not the deaf community anymore, but we're seeing a real need for students who have special needs, um, who have learning disabilities and and um, various other needs. And so um, shortly after that, uh, we became Lutheran Special Education Ministries. So uh, over 140 years of serving children all over the country and um, starting right in Detroit. Uh, so it's a, it's a rich history and it, it feels good to be a part of something where we've recognized that we need to adapt and change and continue to grow with our learners so that we're always meeting their needs no matter what they are. How do you meet those needs today? What are the services that uh, that uh, Lutheran Special Education Ministries offers today, and the the services that are so important, how do they, you meet those needs? Well, LSCM can provide resources to churches and schools in a number of ways. Uh, our our most prominent method is through the school resource room, and what is unique about our ministry uh, throughout the Lutheran Church is. First, we're a national organization, and Stacy talked about our roots being in Detroit, and we still have a, a very strong tie to many of the, the schools and churches in the, the metro Detroit area in the Great Lakes region, but uh, we're in 11 states and willing to go just about anywhere to be able to provide services. So geography is not a barrier for us. Uh, within those resource rooms, we're able to provide services based on the needs of the school. So if the school has a need that requires a full-time person, we can provide that person full-time and they become a, a member of both that school's faculty and, and our staff. So kind of a, a dual citizenship role, if you will. 
we support that teacher with resources. Uh, we support that teacher with uh, professional development. We support that teacher with uh, just having a network of other teachers to be able to bounce ideas off of. Uh, we have two really dedicated folks within our programs and services team, Kara Bratton and Kathy Krause, who are just so knowledgeable about special education and so willing to share that knowledge. Beyond the school, though, we can also provide professional development within schools. So uh, we've been to any number of teachers' conferences in the various districts around Synod. Uh, we've been able to work with schools in their faculty meetings. You know, we can come in and do PD in the school for just a, a handful of teachers if, if that's what the need requires. And uh, also on the congregation side, uh, we recognize that students who have learning needs don't just have those needs from 8 to 3 on Mondays through Fridays. And on Sunday mornings when you've got a dedicated team of volunteers working with those kids in Sunday school, they may not have the same background, they may not have the same experience in how to work with those students. So we can partner with congregations, pastors, and, and Sunday school directors to give them training and ideas on how to work with students who have special needs so that way they can feel just as comfortable in the worship setting as well as in the academic setting. Uh, we also provide after-school programs through our ICANN uh, in various regions around the country, currently four of those that we're, that we're providing services in. And those are just the things that we already know of. Uh, Stacy has a, a model that she brought to the ministry when she came two years ago. Um, just say yes. And if you don't know how, say yes and figure it out. <laughs> so if, if there's a need that somebody has, we're willing to work with them, try and figure out how to make that work. Uh, our latest uh, addition to the fold is early childhood. Uh, we had a congregation in Austin, Texas contact us a little over a year ago. They wanted to start a preschool for special needs students. Do you do that? And well, the answer was... We do now. <laughs> <laughs> So we're very willing to do whatever we can to meet the need wherever it's at. Tell me more about, you mentioned ICANN. Tell me more about ICANN. So ICANN is uh, Individual Christian Achievement Network. Uh, it's an after-school program that provides academic support and enrichment. Um, typically, we do tutoring. Uh, there's an arts component, and there's Jesus time. So it is Christian education. Uh, it's often in uh, or organizations or uh, kids who don't have Christian education as part of their uh, daily routine. They're, uh, they're in their public school settings or maybe a charter school. Uh, our four existing programs are with churches in Detroit uh, at uh, Charity Lutheran, uh, in Pontiac, uh, Pontiac, Michigan, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and uh, Chatham Fields, Illinois. Uh, these are all urban, inner-city settings. Uh, you might uh, classify kids in those settings as at-risk youth. Um, we're providing a, an important component to their future success. Um, the unique thing about our ICANN program is uh, we, have, we assess no charge for these programs. Uh, children, families uh, attend at no cost. It's funded entirely by donations. Um, our, our biggest uh, supporters there, uh, they come from foundations and grants. Uh, we could have additional programs in place. We've had inquiries, uh, but we need more funding to make that happen. 
what are the what's the the feedback that you received from from schools from parents uh, or or even from students who have been involved in ICANN programs? Well, it's a valuable Christian education experience. It enhances the academic success of these kids today and in their future, and um, it brings uh, it brings Jesus to these kids and their families. How do you help families and students succeed in both school and society? You know, Richard, you mentioned that uh, it, these kids don't have needs just from eight to three, Monday through Friday. How do you help them beyond just what they learn in the classroom? Well, I think the biggest thing, if I may, students who have specialized learning needs they know it more than anyone else and they live with this on a day-to-day basis and one of the biggest concerns that they have especially as they grow older is they're they don't want their other kids to know you know they feel like there's something wrong they feel like um that the struggle is, is something that they can can never really overcome they're just not good at school and it's so easy for them to to give up to feel like this is the way it's always going to be and there's nothing that i can do about it one of the greatest things that our teachers will do is they will encourage those students and give them successes. One of the best things that I hear when I'll go into different schools, and uh, there was one young man at uh, one of our schools in Rochester, Michigan, who, in talking with his mother, she shares that he looks forward to going to see our teacher there more than anything else the entire day, which just warms our teacher's heart there for sure. But that's the sort of thing that I think we can deliver to students is that they can go to school where each and every day they're feeling like they don't have a chance for success and give them success and let them know that, hey, with work, with help, I can succeed. And what's to say that if I can succeed here as a third grader with my reading book, that I can't succeed as an adult going after a job or looking for some other type of promotion or advancement. So it, it, it's definitely a, a building of the, the emotion as well as a building of the academic. The success that they see in the classroom gives them confidence for success in other aspects of life and society. That's right. They go on from our classrooms having that confidence and knowing that they can apply those skills that they've learned with us into other areas of their life and so many of them have gone on to be very, very successful in, in so many different walks of life. So we're really proud of our students and, um, you know, showcasing them as much as possible just to show that they, sh- they should be proud of themselves and nothing that they should be ashamed of. And that, that we're all, we're all um, coming around them as their community of helpers uh, to just love them like Jesus would. You mentioned earlier your roots are in Michigan. You started in in, in the Detroit area, uh, but now are in 11 states. Tell me where you are around the country, where we have LSEM teachers around the country and, and services around the country. Okay. We are in Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Florida, Texas, Arizona, and California. Iowa. And Iowa. Yes. And Minnesota. And Minnesota. <laughs> I like going through the mental list of who did I talk to in the last two weeks. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and where, where are the airplanes landing in the next couple of weeks? Yes. Right, right. Where am I headed? Where am I going? 
as you, how do you stay connected with those, those teachers, with those schools, um, with those programs going on around the country? How do you stay connected with them uh, today? You know, we were talking about uh, in the past, parents bringing their children from around the country to the school for the deaf in Detroit. Uh, Now we're, we're reversing that and serving families around the country through these teachers and programs in schools around the country. How do you keep them all connected though? How do you stay connected? Emails and airlines. Yes. <laughs> we, uh, we do a, a, as good a job as we can with a, a small team. There's nine of us in our national office who work together and are in constant communication in terms of who needs what and where and who's going to the various locations. Uh, we are on site at all of our programs throughout the course of the year. So one or, or more of us will be at each of our schools and churches during the course of a year to to visit, to encourage, to offer assistance. Um, our, our travel schedules are, are pretty complex and yeah. it requires a lot of communication. Uh, we also work very hard to set up networks for our teachers so that way they can feel very comfortable emailing and connecting. We've got local coordinators who can work and offer assistance and, and guidance and come alongside. So from a program side, uh, we work very hard to just give everybody plenty of avenues to be able to maintain that connectivity. We also bring all of our teachers into the Detroit area um, every other year for a major conference where we provide professional development to them and also give them that opportunity to network and to just come together and and to know that they're not on an island alone, but mm-hmm. that we are there to support them. And um, and we love, we just did that this summer and we, we love having that opportunity too. A, a think, shot in the arm for them, I'm sure. Oh you yeah, know, for sure. And I think most importantly, we pray for each and every one of our programs and they know that we're praying for them. Yes. Uh, just this past week, obviously with uh, Hurricane Irma coming through Florida, impacting four of our schools down in that area, uh, there were no fewer than three or four of us sending emails down to these principals and teachers how are you doing? How did the school uh, weather the storm? What do you need? What does your community need? Uh, just reaching out in, in care and concern to, to let them know that, yeah, we, we may be uh, a few states away, but we're definitely there alongside of you in our hearts and prayers. We're learning how Lutheran schools can meet the needs of special learners. You're listening to Faith and Family. We'll be back with our friends from Lutheran Special Education Ministries in just a moment, right here on the Messenger of Good News Worldwide, KFUO. Concordia University, Wisconsin, and Mequon overlooks a half mile of beautiful Lake Michigan shoreline. CUW campus is located 15 miles north of Milwaukee with over 70 undergraduate majors, 28 graduate degree programs, and doctorate programs in pharmacy, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and nursing practice. CUW offers online learning and accelerated learning at one of nine Wisconsin centers and one in St. Louis. Traditional or accelerated education, CUW has the program for you. CUW.edu. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. Another woman has been killed by the abortion industry, this time a botched late-term abortion in Albuquerque at a mill specializing in abortion throughout pregnancy. 
Keisha Atkins died at University New Mexico Hospital, the same hospital that aggressively worked to get late-term abortions done at the mill and now benefits from buying aborted baby body parts for its research. A Congressional House investigation found the arrangement violates state and federal laws. The New Mexico Attorney General has an ongoing criminal investigation. The hospital did an autopsy on Keisha and they blamed Keisha's death on her pregnancy, listing the cause of death as natural. A closer look at the autopsy points to the botched abortion. This is why statistics on deaths due to abortion are unreliable. Follow us on Twitter at Life Issues USA and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. Three things make a believer. Oratio, meditatio, tentatio. Prayer, meditation, and growth. Which is why every weekday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. we bring you Oratio, an hour of solace, contemplation, scripture, sacred music, and faith. Oratio, the dawn breaks with prayer every morning on Worldwide KFUO. Visitors are flocking to Wittenberg, Germany this year for the 500th anniversary of the Lutheran Reformation. You too can follow in Luther's footsteps through a new two-part video called The Luther Mile. Tour the cradle of the Reformation with LCMS President Reverend Dr. Matthew Harrison as he provides facts and anecdotes of historic Reformation sites. Watch The Luther Mile at lutheranreformation.org slash luthermile. Are you among the millions of Americans living with chronic pain? If so, you may think prescription opioids are the solution. Truth is, opioids only mask the pain, and they come with serious side effects, from nausea to withdrawal symptoms to overdose. There is another choice, physical therapy. Physical therapists treat pain through movement and exercise. Choose physical therapy. Visit MoveForwardPT.com. This public service announcement is brought to you by the American Physical Therapy Association. Music, like the human spirit, is able to laugh, cry, hope, comfort, contemplate, and celebrate. All those sorts of music and more are part of the weekly program Sing for Joy. Let your spirit be touched by great music of the church. Join us. Sundays at noon on KFUO, the messenger of good news. You're listening to Faith and Family. I'm Eddie Bates. We're talking about Lutheran Special Education Ministries today. How are the needs of students with uh, special learning needs being met? And Lutheran Special Education Ministries assists schools with doing that. And uh, we're talking with Stacy Heff. She's president and CEO of Lutheran Special Education Ministries. Marty Morrow, Program Advancement Director. And Richard Schumacher, Programs and Services Director at Lutheran Special Education Ministries. Before we went to break, talking about uh, we were talking about the 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 ways that Lutheran Special Education Ministry helps schools and uh, how that ultimately results in the success of students. What are some some stories or the how how the programs have uh, had an impact on kids and families that uh, students have gone on to to be successful, help others? 
Yeah, we have many, many examples of that. Obviously, in a 140-plus year history, <laughs> we have a lot of alumni. Um, but we have students who have gone on to pretty much do every kind of career in every walk of life that you can think of. There's really no uh, one area that is more dominant. But but we... Um, we find that our students leave, like we said earlier, with the confidence that they can take on the world and, and they're successfully running businesses. They are um, running um, organizations that are here in our Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Mm-hmm. Um, so the impact, I think, is greater than just the jobs that they go on to do. But I think that, you know, we as parents who choose to send our children to Lutheran schools, uh, we want more than that for our students. We want more than just the degree or the title for the job. We, we're looking at them as students uh, as a whole from birth to death and, and beyond into eternal life. And, and that's what's really what, what's the, the real impact that we're trying to make. And, and like we said before, trying to take that decision away from families to have to choose between that education that they really need and that foundation in Jesus that we obviously all know is a priority in our lives for our kids. So that's really the impact that we know right now, like I said earlier, we've got students who are sitting right as we sit in the studio today, who are sitting in classrooms all across the country, who are struggling, who are not sure of of how they're going to do their work. Um, and having those teachers in place to give them that confidence, but even greater to let them know that they are loved unconditionally and that they have a spot in heaven alongside of all of the rest of us, regardless of what kind of learning needs that they have. That's really what is is all of our mission and, you know, pointing back to the mission of all the schools that we help support and then going back to the family's personal missions. That's what we all want. We want disciples and and that's what our kids go on to do. And that's what we're really proud of. What are some of the questions that uh, parents face or even teachers face when uh, they, especially for parents, I guess, when they first learn that their child has uh, special learning needs. Maybe they have a disability. They first learn that. What are some of the questions that that parents face? And then, thus, what does that mean for the school? Yeah, that's tough. I, you know, I think that that first initial, it's kind of shock. I think, you know, the what's wrong with my child? Is this something that we can fix? Everybody wants a quick fix, mm-hmm. right? That's just kind of society today. And um, I think that parents are are, are scared. They, they are just not sure of what their rights are. They're not sure of what this means for their child's future, both short-term and long-term. Um, they don't know what this means for them as a family and how this may change the family dynamic or how it's been changing the fi- family dynamic for so long. So I think that um, these families are, are sometimes really struggling to, to have somebody to be their advocate, somebody to walk this walk with them to encourage them to not just the students but the parents that those students go home to every day the teachers that sit with those students every day um they all need everyone needs that same confidence in in that that we're trying to give to the children too um 
but I, you know, their biggest questions usually, like I said, are what are what are our rights? What are we entitled to? What kind of services can we get for my child? How much is this going to cost me? Um, you know, how soon can we get started? What are things that we can do here in our Lutheran school? Um, they want references for psychologists and and different therapists, and and um, and and we can we can provide resources for all of that for families to to kind of give them that feeling of comfort that they're not alone. We've got a lot of good answers for them. And when we don't have the answers, we'll do the legwork for them so that they're not uncomfortable and scared. And and what's also kind of interesting about the answer you just gave, Stacy, is in the minds of many principals, they're asking a lot of the same questions, for except sure. how does this impact my school? How do I get the resources? Who do I talk to? What's the law? All those different things as well. And it's a, a pleasure for us to be able to walk alongside principals who have similar questions, who want the best for their students, and be able to help them provide those in their own buildings. And to give us that principal's perspective, now joining us by phone, Tom Reggie. He's the uh, principal at Zion Lutheran Church in Wahlberg, Texas. Tom, welcome. Oh, thanks. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Did I get that right? Is it Reggie? It is correct. Tom, welcome. How did, uh, how did you get connected with Lutheran Special Education Ministries? Uh, my first opportunity was really uh, my past call near Detroit at Trinity in Utica, and uh, we had two teachers there, and I just saw how significantly the program impacted students, but also assisted teachers and parents. And it didn't take long for me to be sold on, wow, every Lutheran school needs to have a resource room, and LSEM is just the perfect opportunity to make that happen. And of course, here at Zion, we have a resource room also, and we work with LSEM. Tell me more about Zion Lutheran School in Wahlberg, Texas. Tell me about the community you serve and and a little bit more about the school. Sure. Do you have your seatbelt on? (laughs) It's a great place. Uh, We're in central Texas, just north of Austin, a very growing place. Zion is a country school. We serve um, almost 200 students. And um, I would say that one of the reasons I accepted the call here at Zion is because I truly believe a resource room presence in our Lutheran schools is significant. And if you want me to, I can talk more about generally what that means to me as a leader of our school here. Um, but I can also talk about specifics, too, about our program. What? How do you do that? How do you meet those needs of students at Zion? What? It, it begins with you as an administrator and your your philosophy, your approach, and then let's look at the practical. How that actually is applied? How that happens in Zion Lutheran School? Okay, sounds good. So, like I said, I had past experience at my school in Michigan with LCM, and just saw firsthand the teachers from LCM impacted both the students they served as well as the teaching staff. If I were to give some specific examples, I would say the teachers are trained, LCM teachers are trained um, in sharing the process of identifying children who have specific needs, and the spectrum is great. It really is. Putting formal plans in place, um, and I think that adds structure, much-needed structure, that we should have in our programs of education. Documentation is incredibly important in all respects. Um, Providing resources, um, they're not always 
inexpensive. A lot of times they are um, quite expensive, and LSCM goes above and beyond to help provide those resources. And I would say the person we have as our director connects powerfully with our classroom teachers. It probably took a little while to figure out all the ins and outs of that process, but here at Zion in Central Texas, we're very, very comfortable, and um, our teacher receives many bucket fillers or compliments often just because of the good work that she does. What did, structure, mm-hmm. processes, support, and spirituality began at Lutheran Special Education headquarters near Detroit, but all of the pieces are critical, um, and they are in place. What are the responses you've received from parents of students who uh, who are in those those programs? Um, I think parents are thankful more than anything else um, when they see that we're able to walk alongside their child and um, go above and beyond the regular classroom um, routine of learning and and sharing Jesus and um, trying to ensure success for every child, use of data, uh, proper documentation, and that all that is in place to try and make success for every child. Uh, We've had only positive comments from parents. How has meeting the needs of uh, students with special learning needs impacted the overall mission of uh, Zion Lutheran School in Walberg, Texas? You know, I think the bottom line word is evangelism. I think it's we um, have increased our student population uh, partly um, by having um, our resource room uh, because word spreads quickly. Zion has this program where they won't turn away my child or they'll take a look and see if they can indeed uh, provide an effective education through additional resources from the general ed classroom. And that referral part is huge because the bottom line is we just want to share the gospel with more students and their families. And that is indeed happening um, with our program. Outstanding. What advice would you share with other school administrators or parents who face that question of, uh, my child has needs that I don't know if they can be met in our local Lutheran school. I feel stuck that I have to decide between a Lutheran school or a public school or another school that might be able to meet those, those special learning needs. But I want my child to hear and learn about Jesus every day. What's your your advice to that parent or that school administrator who faces some of the the questions that that you have in the past? Well, I will say that we can't meet every child's needs. Um, A recent example is we had a mom who has a Down syndrome child, and they had heard that we were open to the conversation. And um, we are open to any conversation as we gather the team together with the parents. But I think The main question is, as we look at all the pieces, can we make this a successful year for children, and can we meet their needs? And in some cases, we cannot, and we just have to be frank and say, we don't have those resources. You know, maybe we can share a referral with you for another school. But I would say that 
when we gather together as Lutheran Special Education Ministries, the program, the teacher, our teachers in place here, the parents, and we bring in other specialists too, um, then we can try to determine whether or not we can make it work. But I would say here at Zion, uh, the percentage of yeses versus no has been a lot higher. Um, but we do want to be right up front with parents and say we can't meet every need. Um, but we also put our spirituality into every conversation and share that we just want to continue to help the child and the family grow in their faith, too. Tom, thanks so much for sharing with us today about the the work of Lutheran Special Education Ministries and the partnership there at Zion Lutheran School in Wahlberg, Texas. It is my pleasure, and thank you for the opportunity just to speak about a, a wonderful, wonderful program in Synod. Richard, how is what Tom shared, uh, how is that typical? Uh, is that typical of the, the schools that, that you work with? Very much so. Um, we do see many of our schools have an increase in attendance and enrollment because of the opportunities to maintain students. And again, for families who have a student who has special needs and have one or two other siblings, Obviously, that's a, a definite impact on the total enrollment numbers, uh, but it also has a, an impact on the school beyond just simply those students. Uh, we partner with uh, a high school in Minnesota, Mayor uh, High School in uh, Mayor, Minnesota, and they've got data which shows that from the time they started our program in the school, their ACT scores have increased in the entire school. And so definitely a, a credit to the work that our, that our teachers have done up there over the years, uh, being able to serve in that school. So we're, we're very proud of the academic side of things. I mean, we, we certainly keep the, the faith base at the front, but we're, we're not doing so uh, to mask any lack in the academic side of things. We're also very proud of our record uh, of what we're able to provide for students in our program and in the buildings that, that we serve in. There are... There's a key person here that, that we've been talking about the whole time, but I want to learn more about, and that's the teacher, <laughs> the teachers that, that make up Lutheran Special Education Ministries. Who are these people that, uh, these professionals that make up the teachers of Lutheran Special Education Ministries? Well, they are a, a very talented group of individuals who have the, the credentials academically, the knowledge to be able to provide uh, a very high quality classroom experience for their students, uh, certified in special education, working toward degrees, uh, definitely continuing to grow as learners themselves. But beyond that, they understand the ministry and the mission of each of our schools. And that is a, a premium that we put into that. These ladies will, and, and men, uh, will work very tirelessly to partner with teachers, to be available to ask questions and answer questions, to observe in classroom settings, uh, assist with the RTI process, anything that's needed to be able to help work with the students. And what one of the things that I'm most proud of, of our program and our teachers is in so many programs, there's testing and benchmarks that, that have to be met in order for a program to work with a student. We're not bound by that. So if a student comes in and goes through a battery of tests and uh, they just came up just those couple of points short, 
where other programs would say, eh, sorry, we just can't really do anything here. We can still do work with those students. We can still provide assistance, support for the teachers, ideas for the teachers. And not only in our partner schools, but if, if there's anyone listening to this broadcast today who has a question about a student in their classroom or a parent who has a student who is struggling and they're looking for advice or help, we take those phone calls and we respond to those emails and we'll help with, with idea generation and resource connection. And if possible, you know, finding a, a placement in a school where there is a program, whether it's our program or, or an independent program apart from us, we want what's best for these students to be able to have the academic and, and obviously spiritual upbringing that, uh, that we desire. Is there a need for more Lutheran special education teachers? Absolutely. Uh, over the last two years, our ministry has grown by 70% in the terms of the, the time that we're providing into schools. Um, and so it's been a, an amazing growth period that we've gone through. God's blessed us. And we continue to have conversations with, uh, with students and with families and with schools who are looking for additional support, help, ideas, and programs. So we are, we're always looking for teachers to be able to come in and, and to work with us. Um, we've, we've had some great conversations with our Concordias and are working to partner with them to find um, Lutheran-trained students uh, who can come in and become Lutheran special education teachers within our ministry. So, you know, the, the need is still there and it's growing. And again, one in five diagnosed it's a, it's a definite need that's not going away anytime soon. So uh, we are very thankful to be a part of the opportunity to support those kids. What are the other needs? Finding great teachers, I know, is, is a challenge, but uh, we have a lot of great Lutheran teachers. But what are the, the other needs so that Lutheran Special Education Ministries can carry on doing what it is that you're given to do to serve so many schools and families? Well, we do have financial needs. Um, as I mentioned, with our ICANN program that is totally donor-funded. Um, as we look at our uh, school partnerships with our resource rooms, uh, the schools do pay a fee, um, but um, there is a gap. Uh, the fee does not cover the entire cost of the program. Uh, it's a little bit like uh, when your Lutheran church has a Lutheran school and assesses a tuition, but the tuition... Uh, they try to keep it low to bring in as many kids as possible, and um, uh, the the church uh, supplements the uh, fills in that gap so that um, even though the tuition is collected, it doesn't cover the entire cost of the program. The church makes up the balance. Well, we ask our donors to make up the balance uh, to be the church for our Lutheran school, uh, for our uh, LSEM ministry. Um, we also, uh, with our 70% growth over the past two years, uh, startup costs become an issue for us. So we are writing uh, grant proposals uh, as we speak uh, for, um, uh, to fund, help fund our new startups, our new programs. And uh, I know there are a lot of uh, worthy organizations and uh, people are looking to help with uh, hurricane relief and uh, the Lutheran organizations uh, all, need, uh, all need your support. And people have a difficult time trying to decide, you know, who do I give to, how many organizations can I support. 
Uh, I want to support this ministry. I want to support kids with learning needs. I want to support kids in Lutheran schools. I want to support Lutheran schools. Um, Well, when you give to Lutheran special ed ministries, you're helping kids with learning needs. You're helping their families. You're helping their classmates. You're helping their teachers. You're helping their schools. And you're helping their churches. Uh, It's all of the above. Helping students uh, is investing in students is a way to invest in our congregations, our communities as well. We have just about two minutes left. I want to learn more about how how parents, teachers, school administrators can get in touch, find out what resources are available to them through LSEM. I think the best way for them, any of our families to get in touch with us today, um, they can do so right away. We've got a lot of great resources there is our website. Our website is very helpful. It provides all the phone numbers of people that can be contacted. Um, But like I said, also offers a lot of resources. So we can be found at www.luthsped.org. That's luthsped.org. So L-U-T-H-S-P-E-D dot org, Luth Sped, yes. I like that, dot mm-hmm. org is the, the place, uh, the website to visit to find out more about Lutheran Special Education Ministries. And as you mentioned, that that, that gives them a, a, a plethora of uh, directions to go to uh, to find who yes. they want to contact and, and what resources to, to get. What lies ahead in the year ahead? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just about a minute left. Yeah, we... <laughs> You know, the sky is the limit for us. Uh, The biggest initiative that we have going right now, though, um, that's really right on our horizon is the Hearts for Jesus program that um, many of our districts um, participate in. And that's an offering that's collected and a single recipient is chosen each year. And a couple of our districts, uh, the Michigan District, the Pacific Southwest District, Minnesota South, um, we've already been chosen as the recipient for the Hearts for Jesus offering. Um, again, there are great resources on our website about that to learn more about it. Um, but that's a really exciting thing that's uh, showcasing four of our students. And um, that's, a, that's a really big part of, of what we're doing in the coming year. But so much more. Like we said, we say yes, and then, and then we figure it out. Stacy Heft, President and CEO of Lutheran Special Education Ministry. Stacy, thanks so much for being my guest today. Yes, thank you for having us. Marty Morrow, uh, Program Advancement Director at Lutheran Special Education Ministries. Thanks so much, Marty. It's my pleasure. Thank you. And Richard Schumacher, Programs and Services Director at Lutheran Special Education Ministries. Thanks so much. Andy, thank you. Check out luthsped.org. That's L-U-T-H-S-P-E-D. Org to find out more about Lutheran Special Education Ministries. Up next, Thy Strong Word on the Messenger of Good News. You've been listening to Faith and Family, produced by Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Your support is vital for this program to continue. To learn about giving opportunities, call Mary at 314-996-1518. Or you can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO.